also as well. allowing it to sink into our I know our sometimes we can rather prefer the comfort and reassurance bit, but we need to hear both, because they're both there in God's word. We need to hear, be comforted, so we can step out in, 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 in faith, in confident faith, but we need to hear God's challenge and, and words of correction as well, as he calls us to do so. I think also I've noticed, even myself, as the years pass, it's increasingly tempting to hold more tightly to the firm assurance, which is quite understandable, all right, whilst hoping that other people might get on with the, get out into the world and do, do things. I personally think, as people of faith, regardless of our age, as long as we come together and we continue to worship together and we continue to receive God's word together, whilst being assured and comforted, we also need to listen to those words of challenge that send us back out into the world and into our different situations in the world. God never asks us to do impossible things, but he does ask us to continue to follow us, follow him faithfully all of our days, being willing to serve him in the ways that he places before us. Some of those we might like the look of and some of those we might not, but that's not really the issue at here. Certainly as we look forward into the coming year, 2024, I pray that as a church, we might both know the firm assurance we have in Christ, be confident of that rock of Christ on which we stand, but also be willing to hear God's call and challenge and be willing to step out in active service, even when it's a bit inconvenient for us to do so. So what I'm going to do this morning, I'm just going to talk briefly I'm just going to take us through Psalm 23 briefly. I'm not going to try and do anything in depth, but just to give you, bring before you once again that wonderful psalm. And then I'm going to do something similar with Revelation 3. But then uh, the third part of this, actually after a song, we're going to sing a song in the middle of that, is that I'm going to ask you to be involved as well. So you've got that to look forward to. And some of your faces say, oh no. <laughs> some of your faces say, yeah, you're a little bit more hopeful. But um, you, hopefully that will become clear to us because... Um, We'll see how that goes. Anyway, I've got your attention now anyway, so that's the main thing. So Psalm 23. Actually, I, I don't know. Um, and next click. I haven't got a clicker, have I? No, no, that's right. Thank you very much. I think Psalm 23, I mean, we were talking about being God, the faithful one. I suppose for me, Psalm 23, in so few verses, you can remind yourself that our lives are very much in God's hand and that he does watch over our lives. And, and really, therefore, you know, as another psalmist says, you know, what, what, what do I need to fear? I mean, things will worry us and concern us, but let's be, you know, when we look at that bigger picture, what do we need to fear? Nothing, really. Our lives are in the Lord's hands. The Lord is my shepherd. God Almighty is my shepherd. God Almighty is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. A psalm's opening verses are so personal, aren't they? It's one of the hallmarks of our faith as Christians is that we are invited into a personal, intimate relationship with God. Not that we know everything about God, but we are invited into knowing something more of him at a very personal level, a heart level. Our faith really isn't about what we know, although it's handy to have some things to know. Our faith is very much about you know, our hearts and our relationship to God in Christ. 
But our faith also is not an individualistic one. It's not like a selfish love just between, love that's just between two people. We need to always remember that we are part of the body of Christ. Okay? So we enter into this personal relationship with others. Oh dear, sorry. With others. A fellowship of believers who come together for worship and service. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. God's provision is both for our bodies and our souls. It's a provision in which God leads us for his name's sake, i.e. because he is who he is. He leads us according to his character, which we understand in scriptures is holy, is good, is just, is loving, is compassionate, is merciful. I'm sure I could continue. The Lord doesn't just, as it were, offer us his peace and sustenance and then leave us to get on with our lives. By his spirit, he daily leads and guides us in those paths of righteousness through his word, providing moral guidance and wisdom and direction in our lives, should we care to pay attention. And that word lead that translates in verse 2 is very much a word in the original of leading gently. It's not like um, someone standing up front and come here, you know. It's, it's very much a leading gently. Eastern shepherds did not drive their sheep the sheep heard the shepherd's voice and followed them. And I've seen that actually with sheep and shepherds in, in various parts of this country. For just as we listen to God's word today, so we should sheep, so we should seek to follow him. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. This is the central verse of the psalm. The personal pronoun changes from he to you. David is no longer speaking about a shepherd, he's speaking to the shepherd. In life's dark valleys, he's not miles ahead of us, but he's there beside us, maybe unseen, unnoticed, even in the darkness, but still there present and leading as he has promised. That valley of the shadow of death, I suppose, can represent all those very difficult experiences in life that make us afraid and uncertain, including, of course, death itself. The presence of the shepherd, the shepherd we have come to know, with us in the valley is a wonderful word of comfort. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. And we then have this imagined image of a table, a feast prepared for us, even in the presence of our enemies, i.e. in the face of the unbelieving world. And on the table are spiritual blessings he has already purchased for us in Christ, a foretaste of the much greater feast we will all share one day in the kingdom. God's promises to us in Christ are not just for the future, they are also for the present. They are present presence, blessings given to us through the gift of the Holy Spirit received by faith today. Ephesians 1 and verse 13, you were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Having believed, you were marked in him with a seal, a seal, the promise of the Holy Spirit, 
who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. As Christians, we don't just need to focus on a heavenly tomorrow. We are called by God today to live here in this place, at the, in this time, witnessing to our living Lord, Jesus. And the last there, surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. As an old man, David looks back over his long life, and he recognises that despite his sins, despite his failures, he has been pursued faithfully by God's goodness and mercy all of the way. As he looks ahead, he expresses a firm sense of assurance that he will one day be found with his Lord in heaven. That the relationship of faith with God that has been established in his earthly mortal life would endure for all eternity. Such a depth of trust in God and underlies the beautiful simplicity of this psalm. It is a profound expression of one man's trust in a personal God, a description of a relationship into which every single one of us is invited to come in as well. So as we read those words of comfort and promise, may we take them and, as it were, feed upon them and find sustenance for our souls and confidence for the days that lie and the year that lies now before us. I don't want to in any way belittle the comfort of God's word. It's so fundamental. We understand the ground on which we are in Christ. But now I'm going to turn our attention to the Revelation reading. As I said, our, our confidence, our firm assurance in all that we have received and we understand in Psalm 23 is a prerequisite if we are going to now approach this passage from Revelation in a positive light, right, to be able to hear its challenge without being weighed down by fear and insecurity. Those verses in Revelation 3. To the angel of the church of Sardis I write, these are the words of him who holds the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your deeds. You have a reputation of being alive, but you are dead. Wake up. Strengthen what remains and is about to die, for I have not found your deeds complete in the sight of my God. Remember, therefore, what you have received and heard and obey it and repent. But if you don't wake up, I will come like a thief in the night and you will know, not know what time I will come to you. It's a word, a strong word, that contains three main commands. First of all, it contains a call to wake up and strengthen what they already have. Okay, Jesus urges them to wake up from what he sees as a spiritual complacency. They sound like harsh words, maybe, but don't forget these words are, spoke, are words of concern spoken to this church, their loving Saviour and Lord. He calls out strongly to them because of the love he feels for them. It's a call for the church to re-examine their hearts and revive their faith. And it's also a call to remember, to remember what they know and have learnt, and as necessary, be willing to repent where they can see they have strayed. Remember, therefore, what you have received and heard. 
The Church is called to return always to its initial zeal and commitment to Christ. And lastly in those verses, there's a call to remain faithful and watchful. If you will not wake up, I will come like a thief, and you will not know at which hour I will come against you. Jesus is emphasising the urgency of remaining faithful and watchful. There's, if you think of some of Jesus' teaching, isn't there? There's where the, the, some, you know, the, 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 the virgin with the lamps, and they half of them fall asleep and half of them stay awake. There's this constant call to wakefulness, recognising none of us know when the day of our Lord, the hour of our Lord's return. None of us do. God challenges his people through his word because he loves them and he knows what is best for us. The writer of Hebrews said this, this is Hebrews 12, verses 5 and 6. Have you forgotten that word of encouragement that addresses you as children? My child, therefore, do not make light of the Lord's discipline and do not lose heart when he rebukes you because the Lord disciplines those he loves. He corrects everyone he accepts as a child. So as followers of Christ here in this place, we too need to hear those words of challenge and correction in God's word. So I wonder, what would this verse, this verse 2 particularly, mean for us today or for in this coming year? Wake up, strengthen what remains and is about to die. Do we, think of such work, do we think such words could be addressed to us in Milford Baptist Church as a key question for us all this morning? Wake up and strengthen what remains and is about to die. And if we do think that's a word for us, then we need to ask ourselves the next question. Is how will that understanding be reflected in the year that lies before us? We all need to take time to be attentive to God's word, to God's call, but then we also need to hear and think about how we might respond. And in a minute, we're going to have that opportunity. It's not, not difficult, so don't worry. But we're going to sing a song together first. And the song is, Will you come and follow me if I but call your name?